0: Also, we're live. Hey! Hey, everybody. How's it going? Yo, just the two of us this week. Nathan was going to join us, but he wasn't feeling too good, so I hope nah. he gets better. It's alright. He'll... He can always join us any other time he wants. For sure. Yeah. He also said he hasn't been playing anything, so it wouldn't matter anyway. So oh, that's fair. Fair enough. <laughs> To be fair, this looks like this
1: looks like the week that barely we played anything, too. So I think we both got one game on our list each.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, not a whole lot this week. And even in news, we're going to talk about like E3 dates of when there will be more news. (laughs) Yeah. The news news that that news will happen eventually. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Pretty dead week. Do you do anything special this week?
1: Not really. Now that the new schedule is kind of all locked in, now that like normal boots has been announced and brought back, now that uh, YouTube stuff's kind of going, we're starting to get into the uh, bonus streams from Coliseum. It's just, uh, it's just kind of getting into the rhythm of things. That's it. It's otherwise just been work, work, work and uh, relax. It's been hot. It mm. has been
0: so hot here.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I say as I'm downing like a, a, a bubble tea right now because I'm just like, nope nope am done with it I'm done with outside
0: yeah it's been so brutal
1: yesterday our uh, air conditioning broke and we it was absolutely boiling hot in the house today it is working and I have to wear a, a hoodie because it is too fucking cold down here
0: <laughs> yeah it's definitely back and forth depending where you are outside it's hot but then if you go into a building with air conditioning it's freezing it's all over the place for sure I know this is the type of weather Sean loves though. Oh yeah, so no Sean. Sean would I'd be absolutely happy right now. He's with us in weather.
1: It is so spirit. hot. It is so hard. Hot. Our uh, our grass is dying. Like it looks burned.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely the type of weather where you need to water <laughs> because. Mm. Well, we're supposed to get rain soon. Apparently, like tomorrow, maybe tonight. Tonight. And that's, oh, Thunderstorm, tonight? thunderstorms!
1: Thunderstorms okay. are in the forecast at like eleven.
0: Okay. Well, that'll save a lot of the grass and flowers and all that sort of stuff. And us, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now we just gotta
1: hope the power holds out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Never ends. It never fucking ends, man. It never ends. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to preamble with, so why don't we just start the top-down perspective for June 3rd, 2021. I am Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. All right, John. What have you been playing? Let's get. Into I finished. It. I finished Resident Evil Seven.
1: I'm still doing okay. a little bit of the DLC, but I'm otherwise completely done the game. Uh, okay. I forget. I forget where I was the last week when we talked about it. Uh, you were about to do the Lucas part. Ah, uh, right. Rip off jigsaw. Yes. Oh. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, it made me... So I'm a huge fan of the Saw movies, and sure. playing through all of Lucas's stuff made me realize what I like about Jigsaw versus, like, knockoffs. And it's that, like, at least Jigsaw, A, the voice, and B, Jigsaw kind of has a conscience to a point? And Lucas is yeah. just,
0: like, a shitty version of that because of that. Yeah, he's he doesn't have a conscience at all. He's a piece of shit. No, he is, he is a piece gr- of shit. garbage.
1: Yeah, But, like... <laughs> In the main game, like his traps kind of suck because it's just like, here's a bomb, here's a bomb, here's a bomb, here's a TV, it's a bomb, here's a door, it's a bomb, here's where you put a battery, it's a bomb. (laughs) It's so, it's just like, okay, it just gets so stupidly predictable after a while, it gets annoying.
0: Yeah. Uh, And he doesn't go far enough where. Everything literally is a bomb because it would be hilarious if like that clown that you uh that grabs God, you. Is fucking a bomb. clown. Yeah. Or the toilet is a bomb. Like why isn't everything God. a bomb? That would be funny. <laughs> that that part, actually the happy birthday
1: tape, that is probably one of my favorite parts in the main story. Because that was actually totally. kinda neat. Yeah, because it's just yep. like you're in a room, it's escape room, get out. And then the yep. point of it is, yeah, no, you can't. And then it ends up in the in the main game where you're not watching tape, like, oh did you actually do that? Then yeah, now you know how to get out without having to you know, explode. So yeah, I I, it's I a liked cool way they Stuff did like that. that was cool. Totally. Yep. Uh I agree. I I there was a scene right before the ending too where uh Evie is just like showing you everything that happened in the storyline up to that point and the, what they do in that yeah. scene is probably my favorite part of the game. Legitimately I was like Wow, this is actually, like, I, what I wish the rest of the game had. Like, this is the tent, like the tenseness and, like, cool storytelling I wish they did more often. And then they immediately throw it out the window during the final boss fight.
0: The final boss fight is one bad. of the worst in the it's series. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really God.
1: Stupid. Dude, I, yeah, it, I hated the game. It might actually be my least favorite mainline Resident
0: Evil game. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. How did no. you feel about the DLC? Because there is a whole nother like. I. It sounds like you played most of it, so you must have played yeah. Bedroom, which is kind of the other escape room.
1: Bedroom sequence. was great. Bedroom was my favorite DLC, easily.
0: It's very good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I. For record's sake, I've done all the band footage. Uh, I've done Not a Hero. I just started End of Zoe, and I, that yeah. leaves Jack's birthday party and Ethan, which Ethan must die, which are like separate gameplay modes, essentially.
0: Yes, yeah. Nightmare sucks. That's probably the worst DLC. That's just... Which one was one. that? Is that... Is it's that like the, the score attack in the basement, essentially. So here's the thing. I actually really like that one.
1: Oh, okay. I hate I hate it. it. I hate combat, but, like, that was legitimately fun because it reminded me of Horde mode in Gears of War.
0: It is very much like that. That's yeah, true. And
1: I, and I think that's why that one clicked with me. Because I'm like, okay, I hate the combat, but, like, I like that I can keep collecting scrap to make more materials to balance it out. I still have different ways of attacking. The more I do it, the more I level up and get extra stuff. Actually, yeah. there's, like, rooms to unlock based on, like, how you decide to spend the scrap. There was actually some cool ideas there, and I legitimately enjoyed it. I never finished it, but the, I got a couple hours in and, and liked it. Uh, okay. Bedroom was great. Definitely my favorite of the four. Uh, 20, 21 sucked.
0: Yeah, it's, I played it once. And I played the others a few times, so that says everything, I
1: think. So, for those who don't know what 21 is, it is uh, you're locked in a room with another person, and Lucas is like, okay, we're gonna play, basically Blackjack, but uh, you're gonna be putting, like, your limbs on the line, and your life on the line. It's it's, it's basically like a Saw-esque segment, where uh, if you lose the hand, you lose a finger, and then they keep upping the ante, more fingers and that, then it goes to, like, Uh, electricity from like a uh, execution machine electrocution machine stuff like that and then it turns into like literally the bloody like a a saw blade covered in knives that will grind through your body if you don't make it but uh, along the way it it starts as just regular blackjack except there's only cards 1 through 11 there's not repeats so imagine blackjack with a quarter of the deck essentially right and then after that they add in uh, trump cards which are basically cheats so you can do things like make it so your opponent has to bet more. So if you win, they are get electrocuted more. They make it so that if uh, you can draw a card as long as it's not used, stuff like that. Uh, but I can't tell if I just had really bad RNG or if the game literally cheats. But I kept getting like the same get the specific card over and over again. I had three get the card five cards in my hand at once while I was dealt the number 5 already so it was just like cool I've got all these abilities I cannot use because the game just rolled it for me and then at the end it actually is secretly a puzzle to actually finish the the main story of that DLC mm-hmm. and uh, you, they don't tell you that that's coming and they don't tell you the specific item you need it seems to make sense like when you see the card that you need to use you're like "What? why would I use this but in the normal game you find uses for it and then they're like no you needed it for here so you automatically lose and it's just like all right cool this is just exercise in tedium yes and just if and just if random luck is not in your favor you also just lose cuz it's blackjack you can just yep. go over and always lose it sucks
0: yep yep not a fan of it myself uh, the other one, Daughters, it didn't sound like you care about the story very much, so I'm sure that was, that's no, pretty weak as somebody I, who did like the story. So I was going
1: to say, yeah, like I was curious because I like The Bakers, so I wanted to see more about it. I like the idea that it's a prequel. But it sucks because it's literally yeah. like, hey, do exactly what you think you should do. Oh, the bad ending. Here's what you need to do to get the good ending. And it's just so right. fucking obtuse. Like...
0: Yeah, I don't That's remember th- the specifics even about it. Don't you just uh, leave? You go to the store, right?
1: You so the bad ending is like you have to they like you get a key to the car and try to drive the car away and then you get like beat right. up and the game's like you made the wrong choice. Maybe if if Zoe had taken a different turn, things would be different. And uh it's stupid because there's a a lock, there's a lock pick you find. It's like, almost, it's like thrown at you, essentially. And, uh, there's a locked door right in front of you. You use it on that, and it has, like, a wine bottle that's, like, shattered, and it even says, like, oh, it looks like I could cut someone with this. So you think, oh, I'll pick it up and use it as a weapon. No, it's a fucking red herring. You need to go find a different locked door nowhere near you. You open that up, it gives you a, a puzzle piece to open up a different area the different area has a request that you need to figure out by restarting the entire dlc over again and He'll doing something the, specific uh, the code right on yeah his phone oh that's so dumb like that's that's the dumbest thing is just like yeah you can't solve it because you need to reload the, the dlc but she would know the answer already because they're related yes so you have to you have to literally follow behind an NPC and look at his phone and just watch as he types in a code like the the password for his phone and it's the password for a computer and then doing that tells you to go look at something else and that has a key whatever you find which is super again has a key item you need to go do something completely different and doing all of that skips all of the other story beats that happen in the bad ending and then you just yeah. get a bad ending but it's a different bad ending it's just oh.
0: It's really it's like, dumb. It's like a weird nothing ending where it just ends with everything being normal the next day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like normal. a text scroll. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
1: And now the nightmare begins. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. This, like, like I was saying before, this game feels so up its own ass at times. And
0: I think that's one of the things that bugs me about yeah. it. Yeah. There's points for sure. Speaking I love everything of, with yeah. Jack. I love the last time you fight Jack, it is great. His I hate that. Tracks. <laughs> oh, wh- oh! You mean like it, when he's be pre-
1: in the barn or uh, in the basement?
0: He says to Zoe, "Get your ass back to the house," and he's like, "I'll deal with you later."
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's so good that part. So I hated that boss fight though because I glitched it. So I fucking hated that. Uh- <laughs> because you have you have to hit like eight weak points and uh yeah. it turns out like if you leave one of them to one or two of them last you can't physically see them anymore because they the get covered on the up bottom. uh it was actually the ones on his arms they get covered up by blood and you can't see them weird yeah. okay i had to read i had to re- huh. redo that fight three times because i ran wow. out of items because i couldn't figure out what the fuck i was supposed to shoot on him anymore Rose. it was stupid weird. and then the third time for some reason like I, I guess I got the arm one first and then it's like yep now you're good I hated it
0: <laughs> weird yeah yeah what a weird uh, not a hero eh. yeah interesting uh, Metroidvania ideas but it doesn't go far enough with it
1: exactly yeah combat it was nice okay. having some melee moves again but even then they feel a bit weird because they're the same fucking button as shoot so you're either yep. gonna waste ammo or you're gonna just punch someone right in the face. Yep, true. Uh yeah, I don't know. It uh yeah, like I said, it was kind of a meh and it honestly it feels like a really shitty ending to Lucas's story. Because Lucas in the main game is like the only <laughs> is just like, Oh, yeah, I just disappeared, and then here he is in the rest, and it's just like, oh, this ending sucks. <laughs> cool. It's weird
0: because like yeah, in the main story they kind of are like Ambiguous is like, oh, did he get away? Is he meeting up with the connections and like, that is he going to connection. be play a bigger what part a in this? a stupid name, the connections. Oh, and then not a hero's like, nope, this is his ending.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it just <laughs> is so unglamorous. It just, it's just, uh, uh I'm he becomes like I said, a
0: Resident Evil boss.
1: Yeah, I I started End of Zoe. Uh, everyone has told me if there's any DLC I'm gonna like, it's End of Zoe. And yeah. so far uh, I don't see it, but I maybe I'm not very okay. far.
0: I mean, it's just a weird punching game. It's like a weird boxing yeah. game almost. Yeah.
1: I got I, I just got on my boat. So I'm like really early. I'm like ten minutes in of maybe. Okay. Okay. And that's about it. Like I like I had just basically I was waiting for food to arrive and then just did that.
0: Gotcha. Alright, fair enough. Well, you saw it through more than I thought like you would.
1: I, I so, gave it that's good. I gave it the honest college try. I figured I owed it since I love the Resident Evil games, but like that is probably it's battling or tied with six as my least favorite of the main lines.
0: <sighs> yeah, six has moments that Yeah. Unforgivable moments. But six yeah. has six is unfairly like Okay, because you can play it with somebody and playing yeah. games with co-op is always fun.
1: Exactly, so. that's kind of why I I put it above seven is because at least if yeah. you're suffering, you're suffering with a friend. Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. But, yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to what I'm going to do about eight. I might skip it for a bit because I picked up a couple games I want to try out here now. But uh, and this kind of seven kind of shifted eight way lower down on my priority list.
0: Sure. But uh, we'll sense. see. Otherwise, other than Pacross, that's all I've been playing. You did play one game I just was curious about because I was going to pick it up. That Mm. new EDF. Oh, yeah. Yes, so I did that for a promo stream on
1: Saturday. Uh, That was actually really fun. That was really good. It is? Okay yeah it is fun I think I'm gonna pick if, it up if, if you can get past the visual presentation and I liked it I think it fit the game the game type and EDF pretty really well but if you can get past yeah. the voxel style like it's really solid you build a party of four characters which you can switch between on the fly so if you have all the different you know how all the different classes are in EDF you can literally have a party yep. of each class and just switch to them on the fly so if you want to be an air raider and then uh switch to a wing diver switch to a ranger etc you can just do that and it's, it's great uh that you still get fun. new weapons, but they're all tied per character type you get. Uh, there's a bunch of repeat characters. The some of the characters are a little chatty, which can get a bit repetitive. Sure. The, the Wing yeah. Diver makes sure you know that she's afraid of heights a lot. Uh Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. But yeah. like you get you also get like a special move after you've like picked up enough SP or gotten enough kills, so everyone has like it's basically like a power weapon for everyone. A lot of the mm-hmm. characters are just like weird stereotypes. Like the Holland character summons like a like a, a turret windmill that shoots like gusts of air that kills bugs. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a, a Mexican character that does a, a dance for the Day of the Dead, and if you're in the AOE around him, you get an attack and defense up. It's just oh, like a great. lot of like it's just silly. It just leans heavily into like the weird meta comedy of EDF, and it's it, it's just weirdly charming.
0: Sweet. I'm stoked. Uh the big problem I thought I might have and maybe like you can answer this is just I I like the voxel look first of all, but yep. is it too much visually? Like because there's some games where you say you blow something up, it just explodes yep. into like shiny voxels and it actually makes me feel kind of like light sensitive like sick or
1: something there are, there are definitely some bright flashing some things that are light sensitive like when you fight the Godzilla okay. looking characters like explosions around them will, will have that kind of voxel look but it's okay. not too bad not from crazy. my saw. but there is definitely flashing lights okay.
0: okay I think I'm going to take a look at it it looked interesting to me I like I like the series so yeah. it seemed like as, a, as a an EDF run. fan I thought it was great cool okay that's all I need to know and if you, check it out. if you play co-op, if
1: you play co-op, you can have four players co-op, and each player gets to bring four characters. So you'll have sixteen
0: characters running oh around just blowing <laughs> stuff up.
1: It's actually really fun, dude. I really dug it. Oh, it was wow. great.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna have to pick that up, maybe in a when I get through some more games that I have. <laughs> but yeah, I'm stoked. Uh, that's all, though, for you. Yep.
1: Uh, I'm, although, I am excited for this. Hang on, let me see if I can grab it quickly. Alright. Yeah. So, uh, Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy 4 remake Ooh. has come out this week. So Asha in yeah. uh, Monster World. That's nice. the remake of, uh, yeah, it's a remake of uh, Wonder Boy 4, which we never officially got over here until the Virtual Console, so I am excited to play through this, because I have been hearing good things, and the, uh, the original game was actually pretty good.
0: Cool. Yeah, I've heard a few good things about that game, so I hope it's. I hope that stays true. <laughs> yeah, for we'll find point. out. Yep. Uh, okay, I only played one game this week, and it was Necromunda Hired Gun, uh, Warhammer 40k Joint, um, which means, of course, it is the type of game that you buy and hope that it's good and um, are not disappointed when it turns out not to be uh it's totally okay i would say the way it it, uh, the reason i got it because um 40k games are kind of iffy most times uh it is like a doom clone like a 2016 doom clone kind of like a speedy first person shooter uh with a bunch of like nice-looking assets and just a whole bunch of just gory fun or whatever. And it kind of hits those notes. The music plays at the right moments, and it is fast, and there are different guns and types of things to get you up close and just, like, tearing people apart. Um, But it all feels, like, pretty amateurish. Like, it feels like discount doom. And uh, I guess I was kind of hoping it wouldn't be, even though... The only reason Doom is good is because id Software, like, are geniuses at making games, that game, somehow. So, like, I, do, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, because there was no way this was ever going to be hit those highs. Uh, it scratches that itch enough, I would say, though. There's a lot of weird sound issues in it. Um, there's weird animation issues where you'll do, like, a kill, and then it'll jolt back to your position when you started the kill animation, because they didn't, like animate it fully or didn't know how to animate it fully there's like glitchiness sometimes where you'll just be doing an animation in like the spot where it started even though like something's moving you so it'll like snap you back into weird positions everything about it is just kind of like this was made a little cheaper than i would have liked but it has a pretty decent loop where you play an underground uh hired gun as it were to basically do jobs for people get money and you can upgrade your like cybernetic hardware and stuff like that. It's kind of got like a cyberpunk type of thing going for it with powers or, or like maybe think plasmids is probably better where you can like get different powers and upgrades and stuff like that. And um, all that stuff is really, real cool. There's a good crafting system. There's a lot of different guns and each one feels Appropriately janky and shitty and awesome, depending on what they do, but like it feels like this could have used a year of development more and just like really get it really get it down. Uh, because it feels like a really good prototype or early build, and it is just the full release, and that's kind of a shame. Um, I wouldn't say it's bad though it's just i guess i was expecting a little bit more from it it's one of the few like doom clones that i've even seen ever since doom 2016 came out because people just kind of like try different first person shooters they don't try the like corridor fast moving shooter as much anymore so that's kind of cool uh and i just like 40k shit (laughs) so (laughs) there's a bunch of just really gross weird gothic like backgrounds and stuff maybe to the point to its detriment because you can lose targets into the background really easily because there's so much detail going on in it so it's like really easy to not see where you're being shot from sometimes yeah I don't know it's hard to explain it's just kind of like think doom and then take it down from like a 9 or 8 out of 10 to like a 6 out of 10 (laughs) Quality wise, okay. and it's it's that basically it's become my podcast game because there is like a career mode, a single player mode uh, with a story and all that. And that's cool. But there's also these side modes that just get you money and they're just kind of like different things like kill all or destroy all the ammunition caches or kill all of this certain enemy or like kill this uh like a bounty on a head of a dude or whatever and those getting you money that you can use to upgrade your character and I've just been kind of using that as like my podcast game of turning off my brain listening to something and just grinding and shooting dudes it plays kind of like a Borderlands like a looter shooter in a lot oh, of ways okay. but you buy items you, be, you buy items more than you pick them up you, the items you pick up even though sometimes you'll get a good one is mostly just for like extra money at the end um yeah it's a neat-ish game if you, you kind of want a mediocre to just okay Doom clone and you like the 40k universe, so you could check it out, but yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. I just think it's kind of totally okay, and that's yeah, maybe o- kind of a bummer. Yeah, the only <laughs> other thing these devs have
1: done is Space Hulk Deathwing. It's the only other game I see on Steam, anyway. Oh, sorry, and I, Divine Cybermancy.
0: Oh, as like things that are kind of like it. No, things they've made oh. same devs. Oh the devs, okay, Divine cybermancy that makes sense. There are a lot of there are a lot there are a lot of things I could see that they took from divine cybermancy into this for sure. That makes a lot of sense. I didn't look into actually uh, the devs what they made. Cool. Yeah.
1: that makes hey. sense. I also got reminded uh by chat there was one more game I've actually played this week. Super Bomberman R Online came out.
0: I tried, I it was on maintenance when I tried to play it, so I was like, Oh, oh. Well, fuck this. <laughs>
1: Never mind. I've I've played a bunch of rounds. Uh it's fun. Uh the main mode is okay. sixty four player bomberman. You're locked into a room of four players to start, and then after a minute, uh, you can move to another segment as a bunch of the maps start
0: shrinking in, and it just oh, gets okay. it's just really chaotic. Huh. I was yeah. wondering how that would work. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So Do you there's six the 60- premium?
1: Yeah. I yeah, I bought the premium. Because the premium gets you access to a bunch of characters and lets you make private lobbies. Okay. Right. Yeah. But thankfully the private lobby only, only the host needs it. Everyone else can just join off of that. So we've been using it for stream a bunch and it's been great. Um uh, sure. The characters, not everyone from our return, but a fair amount did. So you got the the main core Bomberman, which have different stats, like, oh, uh, White Bomberman starts with two flame, one bomb, but he can equip any item and go up to max of eight. Other Bombermans can't use, like, Bomb Kick, but they get they start with, like, three bombs, stuff like that. That's how all the main Bomberman are balanced out. Then there's three other types. Attack, Speed, and I think Other is what they use for the term. Attack ones can, will have things like... Uh, very aggressive attack types. Uh, they all have special abilities that they can use. Like Alucard can turn into mist to avoid explosions for a couple seconds. Uh, okay. Bill and Lance sure. from Contra have guns. They can shoot to either detonate bombs or erase them and stun players. Uh, Raiden can knock players out of the way into explosions, stuff like that. Uh, the snakes okay. can turn invisible so they can't get hit, but they, as soon as they drop a bomb, they're spotted again, stuff like that. Uh, it's interesting balance wise, like, They put Pyramid Head back in and they gave him his instant kill move that he has in R, but to balance it out, but I think to balance it out, he cannot get any speed ups or any bomb ups or any flame ups. So he has one bomb, one flame, no speed, no power ups, but if he activates his ability and touches you, you instantly die.
0: Hmm. Weird.
1: Weird. they also balance it out that you have two hearts, so you can you can die. You have to die twice to be kicked out of the game. And anytime someone gets knocked out of the game, they drop a heart. So it uh, it's an interesting way of keeping you kind of in the game. I I, I really cool. like it, but it is it is very hectic. It is very hard to uh, sometimes just keep skill going because it's so hard to track certain things, and you have to keep everyone's abilities in mind and everything. Sure. It also has cool. a. Uh, a um Fortnite style battle pass where you, there's currency you can either buy or earn through the battle pass which will let you buy other things like uh background songs to listen to i, I unlocked a silent hill remix song that i can use for Ooh. matches now and uh if you want to buy old snake you need to use like 500 coins which i think is the five bucks equivalent oh, something okay. like that
0: yeah cool it it's fun cool I'm just glad that's finally out, because it Mm. took way too long. Yeah, it was on Stadia
1: way too long, man.
0: For a long time, yeah. Cool. All right, let's uh, jump right into the news here. Usually I write down where that is, but I guess I won't do that today. Uh, Today there was a Warhammer Skulls event. Not a whole lot of, like, crazy stuff was announced or anything, just a few things, so I'll quickly run through them. Uh, the final DLC for Total War Warhammer 2 is coming out, and it's Beastmen, finally. Um, so the meme ends. They showed a faction for Warhammer Total War Warhammer 3, which is the Korn faction, which is um, the, like god of uh war essentially for that universe for anybody who's wondering demons and fiery shit and stuff like that looks cool um a bunch of the games are on gog and they are up to 85 percent off right now they are having a huge sale so gog was down for part of the day because (laughs) a bunch of people went over there to buy a bunch of shit uh yeah Vermintide Two is adding a new career for Corellian, which seems to just be the Wood Elf like magic Wood Elf uh, career, which is kind of neat. Dark Tides has a writer associated with it, and it's the writer who writes all the good Warhammer 40k books, Dan Abnett, which is weird because that's just basically the 40k Vermintide. So apparently that thing's going to have a story and like writing in it, and I don't know what that means for that game, but. The little bit that they showed while he talked was freaking awesome, so I'm excited. Uh, That's still slated to come out this year. They did not give a date. bunch of mobile stuff they showed off. If you're interested, you should look up those videos on YouTube because I do not give a shit. Warhammer Mm -hmm. 40k. Shooter's Blood and Teeth is coming out next year. Um, This is made by the people who made... What the hell is it called? It's like Cannoli Gore and something else. Um, bullets can Gore and Cannoli something like this <clears throat> It is a Guns 2D, Gore and Cannoli Guns Gore and Cannoli it is a 2D uh, action e-game think like Metal Slug sort of thing that kind of style all hand drawn those dudes are making a 40k game called Shooter's Blood and Teeth um, which is basically the same idea only with orcs from the 40k universe so it should be pretty dope And they had a teaser for a new Chaos Gate game, which is the Warhammer 40k version of uh, basically XCOM. They haven't had one of these games for about 20 years or something like that. And the next one that's coming out is called Demon Hunters, which will feature the Grey Knights, which are one of the more powerful units of the human imperium. And that is fucking awesome. Uh, That's everything that they kind of that was worth talking about from the event today. The event today was because E3 is upon us. This is pre-3 stuff going on right now, including some indie thing this weekend that I'm going to check out, I think, but I don't remember what day. I didn't write it down. That's on me. (laughs) Uh, The bigger things, though, that are coming out have been announced. Devolver Digital is having their thing June 12th. That's going to be probably awesome, so save the date. Uh, After or before, don't know when, Ubisoft is having their forward that day so june 12th will be a pretty big day for me the next day square enix presents is going to happen uh i'm guessing it's going to be a bunch of final fantasy stuff because that's what they do now (laughs) yeah we haven't heard anything
1: on 16 yet basically so i assume
0: that's next yep uh nintendo direct june 15th they're saying 40 minutes of stuff including a two-hour treehouse after pretty standard uh, yeah. Nintendo. Same, same as stuff. they always do. Yeah. And then there was a whole schedule on E3 um, for the fan registration or whatever opened up. Uh, there's a overview there. Basically Saturday the 12th is the pre-show with a Gearbox and Ubisoft, like I said. On the 13th, um, there's going to be the Xbox thing, Square Enix, Future Games Show, and Warner Brothers... Uh, games apparently will be featured. Monday, June fourteenth. A uh, bunch of random stuff, including Capcom is the thing I guess that I'm interested in there. And television will be featured, so look out for that. Heck yeah! <laughs> and the fifteenth will be um, the Nintendo Direct, Bandai Namco stuff, and uh, it will end off with the awards show, the official E3 awards show. Um, there was a 2k leak in this E3 stuff, and it's been kind of it's uh, Jason Schreier said something about I wondered if anybody would catch this leak or something, so he kind of like not saying that it's true, but kind of saying that it's true. NBA 2k22, uh, Dirk Nowitzki. I don't know who this is. My apologies, I'm not into basketball. Will be this year's cover athlete, apparently. Uh, Wonderland's codenamed Daffodil, Borderlands spinoff title featuring Tiny Tina. Sounds absolutely fucking terrible to me, but if you're interested, there you go. A new for Axis game codenamed Coda, turn-based action game using Marvel property. Some famous actors are going to be voicing characters. XCOM with Marvel Heroes is what... A source described it as... That sounds good, uh, though. Sounds great. Yep, I'm into it. And then, Codename Volt, new action game, seems early in development. Logo seems fall, uh, similar to Fallout. No final name. Source described it as Cthulhu meets Saints Row. What? Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but there you go. <sighs> Man. Um, again, a leak, rumors, not confirmed, um it seems like a few people in the industry are saying that it's likely confirmed though so we'll see what happens with it no man's sky continues to just update the hell out of their game they put out a new update called prisms which adds a crazy amount of stuff including flying pets you can make pets out of flying creatures now uh reflections cool rain effects or whatever Light shafts, improved photo mode, particle effects, blah, blah, blah. A lot of stuff. Uh, If you're into No Man's Sky, you should maybe go check that out. Because, yeah, that is crazy that they keep updating that thing the way they do. Uh, God of War Ragnarok is officially delayed till 2022, currently. Santa Monica Studio put out a thing... I'll just read it verbatim. Since the release of the next God of War teaser, we've been humbled by the amount of love the community has shown us. Incredibly grateful to see many people excited to experience the next chapter of Kratos and uh, Atreus' journey. We remain focused on delivering top-quality game, maintaining the safety and well-being of our team, creative partners, and families. With this in mind, we made the decision to shift our release window to 2022. Thank you for the continued support. we got exciting things in the works. We can't wait to show you. Sounds like it might be a COVID thing. Um, Their Twitter is... Their Twitter also says Santa Monica Studio is hiring. So, I don't know.
1: (laughs) I hope everybody's okay it. Let's hope it wasn't a firing thing, too, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so. Weird. Uh, Somewhat related, the God of War sequel and Gran Turismo 7 are coming to the PS4 as well as PS5. So those are no longer exclusive, making me a happy boy since I still can't buy one of those things. For the life of me. Uh, Hopefully I have a PS5 by the time 2022 comes around, though. But who knows, I guess, at this point. Uh, Final thing I grabbed here. Bend Studios, uh, most notably for Days Gone, currently. But they also worked on, apparently, the Siphon Filter series and uh, Resistance Retribution, Uncharted Golden Abyss specifically. Uh, Days Gone is the most recent thing that they've done, though. Uh, they yeah. are starting a new IP currently. So congratulations, I guess, to them for expanding that much that they're able to do a whole new thing. Yeah,
1: I will never let the world That's forget for that news. Ben Ben There's Studios' first dates, game... I will never part. let them forget that so Ben Studios' first game... Let's go on and move game, into
0: questions. It's happening again, <clears throat> isn't it? Paul, can, you can't hear me, can you? All right. If you have a question, comment, concern, any of that sort of stuff, you can send them in at topdownperspective at gmail.com, at podcast on Twitter, Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Kevin writes in and says, what are some games you enjoyed more the second time you played it? You can't hear me, can you? I can now. Okay, there <laughs> we go.
1: Yeah, uh, I was trying to say earlier, uh, oh. Ben Studios... I will never let the world forget that Ben Studios is the, their first game was Bubsy 3D. I will never let the world forget that.
0: <laughs> yeah, eat shit <should> Ben Studios. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they went from that to the Siphon Filter series and and all that other stuff, but no, Bubsy 3D, they'll <clears> never <throat> live it down.
0: <laughs> That's pretty great.
1: Yeah, and it, and if I if it cuts me out, uh, Discord's been having a weird glitch the past couple days where it just makes it so people cannot hear me. It's been frustrating.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I will keep a, more of an eye on the video portion as well then to okay. compensate. So uh, games where's... you enjoyed more the second time you played? Uh, i trying to think. There was a
1: game, even very recently, I played through a second time and found out I liked it way better that time because the pacing was better on it. But I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Okay.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Mm-mm.
1: I will say, in general, there's a lot of games like I you find a bit more enjoyment out of the second time because you know what to do, so that you can control the pace that everything goes at, and usually you're
0: overpowered as well. Yeah, I really like the Resident Evil series. More times when you just kind of know where things are and you can kind of run around everything, or you have the new game plus weapons and you are just destroying everything. Either way, super fun. I would definitely, I would have to say Resident Evil does that the best. Yeah, they're very fun times. Uh, oh, there's nothing but like police outside. My yeah, I was like, what's apartment? up with all the sirens, dude? Are you Easy. in trouble? <laughs> I can't. I, I got to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> podcast over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Suk- Suki Suki writes in and says, so I was listening to an old podcast and something interesting came up. It was announcement for a Devil May Cry movie, which is still in development, according to IMDb. It's been over ten years. Think this movie will ever come out? Nah, especially not in the version no. that they originally were working on. Really? And as they've shown, you can make good video game movies. What would you do to make the best Devil May Cry movie? Uh, just get someone who's really good at being wisecracking and, and ripped and then and make them Dante. And then that's Could like
0: you do like a John Wick version. <sighs> Oh, that would be fun! Oh, that would be fun! Yeah, that'd be neat. I think I would hmm. enjoy the hell out of that. That'd be yeah, great. that'd be neat.
1: While we're on this topic, you can turn any video game IP into a movie. What do you pick? You're given a reasonable budget, but it has to attempt to make its money back, so nothing too niche.
0: Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, um, hmm. I'm guessing we should probably pick something that hasn't been turned into a movie and failed or even done well, probably. Yeah,
1: because I, I was about to say like Mass Effect, and I think there's like either a TV show they're doing for that or a movie, I forget exactly.
0: I think that would probably make its money back. Yeah. Probably.
1: I was going to say Assassin's Creed, was- but then I forgot that movie actually exists and came out. <laughs>
0: That did, yep. Same with Prince of Persia.
1: Yeah, I watched that in theaters.
0: I fell asleep during that movie, so I think I've <laughs> seen most of it. <laughs> um, and the problem is, is that everything I'm thinking of immediately has a movie associated with it. Kind of, yeah. Hollywood's already grabbed like, most of like the big properties. I think they could do Yakuza, but Yakuza has a movie, but like it has not two. Really. Yeah, it has
1: two movies. Yeah. Uh, what's a hot property that's out that doesn't have a game, or that doesn't have a movie? Rather, see, I would I would said Witcher, but they're doing a TV series with that, and they've already teased. They did a teaser poster today for the uh, new season.
0: I liked The Witcher show. I thought it was pretty yeah, good.
1: I enjoyed it a lot too. Let's
0: no, some to people think. did not, but that's it is what it is. Oh. Everything I'm
1: thinking of, I'm blanking like it already has something like I was gonna say like Donkey Kong, but like eh, I don't know if that would really work. Mario's getting one soon. Sonic got one. Yep.
0: Oh man, remember that Donkey Kong show? Oh, yeah. Banana Slamma. Yeah. Congo
1: Bongo's hero. Never forget. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) Oh, there's more questions here. Sorry. Uh, What is the opposite of salt?
0: So, immediately in my mind, it went to sugar. Mm Mm-hmm. Because pepper... And salt go together, but yeah. I do they go together because it's opposite? <laughs> That's what I'm overthinking. I think now I think they're complementary, sure. Yeah, okay. I went to sugar because it's kind of like a completely different, bitter, sweet. Yeah,
1: I like, was trying to think of something sweet, essentially. Sweet and salty are usually the opposites. Yeah, so I would say, I would say sugar.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Last question here from Sukusuku. Would you pay fifty dollars for the next WarioWare game? Sure. If it's if it's got no. enough content. If it's got enough content, sure.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. That's a good caveat. For some reason I was thinking like a mini game for fifty bucks, it's like, God no. But if it's like an actual game, sure. That makes that's fine.
1: I mean, like, I'll take a minigame collection, that's what the Wario games are, but like throwing yeah. like hundred mini games with like some more fleshed out games like Game of Wario had.
0: Sure. I want another Rhythm Heaven so bad when was the last one I'm trying to remember that um, one with muscle march right or was there one after? there was one
1: that? on the Wii there was one on the Wii and I thought there was one after that that was like 3DS or
0: DS but we didn't get it over here oh you're right there was one that we didn't get over here
1: um, Megamix we'll it
0: yeah it's something like that Rhythm Heaven Megamix something That sounds right. Yeah.
1: At least WarioWare got a game on the 3DS, so.
0: Yeah, true. I just remembered lemon salt is a thing. Lemon salt is delicious. Oh, lemon salt is good, yeah. Okay, next question from Rinku. When slash if family or friends help you move, how do you repay them?
1: Uh, usually food and drinks, uh, yep. and also if they need any help
0: with anything else, you offer that too. Yep, being there for when they need you is like the main thing. And then like, you better be feeding them <laughs> after a long day of moving. <laughs> they should not be paying for food. Uh, Boko we says,
1: Oh, Oh yeah. Apparently we did. Uh, I, I managed to pull I didn't it up. Know that. North America, June 15, 2016. Uh, on the 3d on the 3ds i don't think it got a physical i think it was digital only
0: oh that
1: might be why it's the fourth rhythm heaven game eight okay all right Boko writes in and says recently there has been an unsubstantiated rumor circulating regarding a fast and furious furious and jurassic world slash park crossover (laughs) if you were on staff for this crossover what would be your casting and plot decisions
0: they're going to space that's it. Oh, man. They're fighting they dinosaurs to, in space. They have to drive on a brontosaurus's neck, like yeah. uh, like how Fred would slide down it or something in the first <laughs> ones, but only in a car.
1: <laughs> that would be so good. They have to go to the moon to find an embryo of a dinosaur that that got launched there by InGen or whatever company actually makes the dinosaurs yeah. in Jurassic World and Park. And uh, they go on the moon and they find out there are dinosaurs that can now breathe in space running around and they find out that they're destroying the moon. And if they don't stop the dinosaurs, the moon will shatter to pieces, destroying the tidal uh, patterns of the earth and ruining crops and the
0: planet itself. So there you go. I have written you fast 10. Wow. Um, I want Vin Diesel to have a Magnum version of himself.
1: Oh, you want caveman <laughs> so Vin Diesel and Vin Diesel yeah. to team up. That would actually be kind of yeah. cool
0: that'd be pretty great (laughs) all right the phantom aegis greetings cdp crew lots of fantastic video game soundtracks out there my question for the crew is your favorite is your favorite slash one of your favorite niche video game soundtracks mine is epic battle fantasy v or five
1: uh is payday 2 or bionic commander rearmed niche
0: that's the question because rearmed for sure is niche yeah
1: uh, Katie, Simon, Simon Bicklin does my great, some great stuff.
0: Sure. Uh, I'm going to take Sean's answer because he's not here to defend himself, Shatter, because nobody ever <laughs> talks about that game. and it's That's true. It's that has amazing. a good soundtrack.
1: VGC uh, Kenny writes in and says, Strange occurrences happen in various places around the world. You see what looks to be a video game character or multiple characters fighting the enemies from the game they're in. There's no given explanation. Later you buy the new video game the characters are from. Over the course of the game something happens where the fabric of reality is torn and the characters have to solve it. They go through and you and you realize that the places they're going to are places they showed up in real life earlier. And this has been one big AR stunt. What game or game series would you want that to be? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like you you see segments of the game playing out in real life just because of like I guess holograms in this case or like actors and stuff.
0: Yeah, okay. Sure.
1: Final Fantasy would probably be able to
0: pull that off the easiest. Yeah, for sure. Um it'd be real cool if like that was ha- so just this isn't an AR stunt thing. It'd be real cool if like there's a video game of Solid Snake because he's out there doing shit, solving, like making sure the world never crumbles, and we just don't know about it. We're here doing a podcast, and Snake is in a box hiding for two days somewhere <laughs> to make sure that nuclear holocaust doesn't happen next week and we can enjoy E3. Jeez. That'd be great. Um, also, it would, like, dude shooting guns is, like, an easy... Yeah, Call of Duty, <laughs> like any game where somebody shoots a gun and kills another military dude, is an easy answer for this. Let's do Splatoon, where just everything's just getting painted <laughs> with paint guns. Oh, people are just having like a big, good like barbecue or something with paint guns and yeah, and it just gets out of hand and turns into a war. <laughs> that'd be pretty great. That would yeah, be, that'd be, really be pretty good. good. Okay, line Beck writes in what are the strangest survey questions you've ever seen slash answered? Have you been listening to the podcast and the <laughs> <you get?" laughs> correct uh I don't answer a lot of weird surveys myself uh it's the weirdest questions definitely have come from this show just straight up that we've had to d- talk about <laughs> yeah. Uh, has there been a game where you thought you'd figure out the plot only to be completely wrong but liked where the story went hmm the liked where the story went is like I thought Death Stranding immediately and then oh but I fucking hate where that story went I was so wrong about where it was going but I really didn't like it
1: Um, Metal Gear's really, (laughs) Kojima in in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first time I played Snake Eater, for sure. Like, that's why that still has so much memory to me. Like, I have such a good memory of that ending of that game and that story. Because I kind of thought I knew where it was going and, like, it was completely just off. And that's kind of the whole point of that game. Uh, things aren't how you thought they were. And that's kind of the whole point of big boss and why like his perception of things made him a villain later and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a good answer. I think
1: I'd also say Mortal Kombat nine. I I thought I knew where it was going and then I was like, Oh wow. Oh, okay. Sick. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go. Yep.
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: I like how this also reminded me of another complaint I have with Resident Evil seven where the big twist at the end of the game is spoiled by the opening video of the game, which really pissed me off. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you off cast. So. Okay,
0: sure, yeah. That, so we, that's
1: one really of the ones, where, like. we already we already like said a bunch of spoilers earlier, but they're like soft spoilers, Well, this is like a hard spoiler, that this is definitely like, should not okay. say on cast. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh... Arctic Scarab writes in and says, what is your favorite movie which involves video games, i.e. not something based on one, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, but rather a movie where video games are integral to the plot, like The Last Starfighter or Wreck-It Ralph? Probably Wreck-It Ralph.
0: Uh, I mean, it's not integral, but I'm going to say it anyway. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is one of my favorite video game type movies. Yeah, that's also a good one. Wreck-It Ralph is great as well for this. Yeah.
1: Ah, there's another one I'm trying to have it. Oh, what is it I'm thinking of? It's like Last Starfighter, not Flash Gordon. Ah, crap. There's another one, too, I'm I'm blanking on right now. I think it's called Cloak and Dagger. It's about, like, it's this old 80s movie about, like, an Atari cartridge that has, like, secrets, governmental secrets in it or something like that. That was a good one, too.
0: Oh, oh. I, like, I wouldn't say I love them, but the Tron movies are fun. Yeah. Tron's this. also got that aesthetic. Uh, Rasterman, what are some of the weirdest media accounts you follow slash check on regularly? Uh, I, was, I used... There's this Proton John on Twitter, <laughs> and sometimes when I open Twitter up, I just get the weirdest drawings, and I don't yeah. know what's going how, on.
1: <laughs> how do you feel about big titties? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm pretty for them, so <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: I used to follow I and they still tweet every now and then. Uh there's an NBA Jam account that just tweets random quotes from the
0: announcer from NBA Jam. That's a sure. good one. Uh I really like those like weird aggregate ones. The one lately is uh letterboxed reviews and they just like post reviews of some that somebody did of a movie on their site and they're usually just like really stupid. I like that type of thing.
1: There's another account that I follow where uh, they would tweet, quote, real quotes from movies, real quotes. And it would usually be them saying, like, the title of the movie somehow inside the actual, like, movie. Like, pretending it's actually been quoted in the movie. Like, it'd be like Bruce Willis saying, it's time for you to die hard. 20 or like 1985. (laughs) Like, they would put the the year of the the movie in the quote, too. It was just really stupid. That's pretty
0: good. Man, that's pretty good. Damn. oh my god that weird knockoff mario site or what or twitter account that like sean oh super mario Super
1: mario broth or whatever
0: something like that yeah yeah oh my god it's so good <laughs> oh yeah the
1: saw quotes one i follow too is really good it's just a dude pretending to be jigsaw and he just keeps making like really really stupid <laughs> quotes the whole time it's so fun
0: that's the type of stuff that saves social media for me because I hate it otherwise. Holy crap. (laughs) Uh,
1: Is it mine? It is. From Dead and Sky, uh, should a game allow you to skip entire sections of a game for accessibility and convenience or does that have too much impact on the fundamental experience of the game?
0: Hmm... It should try to, like, help you through it. It shouldn't just say you can't do this, I don't think. It like, should
1: at least... Yeah, like, but like, if you're clearly stuck for a while, it should gauge that and give you the option. I'm trying it, to think, was it a, was it Spider-Man that had, like, the ability to, like, you could, like, simplify combat and stuff like that if you wanted to? Like, just to make things more accessible? Because
0: I would say that was really helpful feature. Like that. Yeah, I really like any platformers where it's like spikes no longer do damage or you like in like it's just stuff like that where you still have to do an input and it's not just like oh this level is obviously too hard so like why don't we just move you along uh i think as much as i hate it because it feels like i'm being slapped every time nintendo does really good with this stuff where it's like you die twice and then it's like hey do you want the like golden compass or flower or just anything that like will make this so easy for you and i'm always like no fuck you i can do this but for somebody who's like not a dumbass <laughs> they <will take laughs> and have a good time and that's great like they're good at that stuff for sure yeah nintendo does that the most i would say uh, you should always be able to skip cutscenes though, because sometimes I don't give a shit about your stupid yeah. story, and sometimes I'm playing your game for the, like the tenth time. Like I don't. You should care. also be. You should also be able to pause cutscenes. Yes, you should. You should just be able to pause, because I'm an adult, and sometimes I have to go do something real quick, and I still like video games. <laughs> yeah. All right. Final question from Riptide GS. What are some games you consider to be the worst to stream, whether it's because of people spoiling the story or using your stream to stream snipe you on whatever game you're playing? Uh,
1: RPGs. Long RPGs are the worst because Mm. you have to go through dozens of hours uh, and hoping you don't get spoiled. It's like I was having this discussion on stream the other day. I would probably never stream Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door because there's so many super fans for that. They would not be able to keep any spoilers out of my stream. It would be
0: impossible. Sure. sure, Makes total sense. Uh, also, it's weird because it's like... you If you have somebody that wants to watch that, they have to be there from the beginning. And yeah. Like, it's a 40-hour commitment. Otherwise... They're not going to watch at all because they don't want to be spoiled. Or, like, they don't want to watch 40 hours of the same game. Yeah, long RPGs are, I think, the toughest to, one to account for, maybe. That seems fair. Uh Binding of Isaac is fucking annoying. Because... <laughs> Because everybody's a fucking god at that game, yet none of you motherfuckers are the ones actually showing me you play. You're just saying it, so step up, bitch, is what I'm saying. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Okay, again, if you want to write in, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDPpodcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box, what is your game of the week? Uh, Bomberman are Online. I'll give it to Necromunda Hired Gun. Feels kind of gross to say that but i'll give it to it uh sean for the love of god should be back next week so <laughs> pray pray that that happens um and that probably means we're doing tdp plus next week although we haven't officially confirmed anything so who knows <laughs> that's yeah. how we do we're,
1: we're assuming we're talking shantae
0: next week we'll find out we'll find out probably we'll the out. day of <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> all right